On this week's show, we're going to tug at your heartstrings a bit with a touching story. We've got a dumb criminal story you won't want to miss. And we'll let you know about some off-road events coming up as well. Tammy's going to break down the different Jeep trim levels and talks about one of her must-have Jeep items. Nikki G calls in and will share your voicemails and reviews as well. Tony's going to be talking about U-Bolt upgrades for your drivetrain. Tammy's going to be talking differentials, and I'll be talking about how to find the right replacement parts for your Jeep. It's all coming up on episode 248 of the Jeep Talk Show. This episode of the Jeep Talk Show is sponsored in part by CrawlBite Performance Off-Road Lighting. Are your auxiliary lights not showing you the off-road trail at night? Well, get some of the brightest and best-made lights on the market today at CrawlBright.com. Start seeing what you've been missing. That's CrawlBright.com. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And First week in G. Hey, Josh, can I interrupt real quick? I guess I don't have a choice. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, as long as the button <laughs> is not muted, you're okay. Uh, so I just want to tell everybody a big thank you. Uh, we have been seeing all kinds of downloads here over the last four or five months. And, you know, some behind-the-scenes talk um, uh, weekly, and I think I'm getting on their nerves, but every day on Google Hangouts, I will send Tammy, and uh, I know Tammy's getting irritated because she's trying to work. <laughs> Josh and I have sit down in front of computer jobs so we can we can do it more easily. But uh, I send them daily reports, uh, actually moment oh, by no, moment. No, let's, uh, let's, let's back this up. Not daily. Yeah, not it, daily. It's like hourly. At least. Sometimes <laughs> if the numbers get bigger, even, even no, sooner. Yeah, there'd be two, three times that he'll be updating the numbers. Yeah, you know, the, the download Hey, guess counts. where we're at today. <laughs> yeah, the total for the day is what we watch. We, talk, we like to see how many, how many downloads we get for the day. And more and more often now, we are seeing over 1,000 downloads a day. I mean, oh my God. If you go back and listen to episode 100 when I was all by myself, oh, <laughs> and you think a thousand downloads, ain't no way this thing is going to be, people are going to break into his house and kill him just to make him stop. <laughs> so a big thank you to all you guys out there for doing the downloads and, and liking what we're doing here because we don't know what we're doing. We're trying to figure it out. And Speak for yourself. <laughs> and I think uh, based on what we're seeing from you guys, you're liking what we're doing. And it's it's great to know, and also to they like us, really, <laughs> really like us. Hush up there, Sally. <laughs> a big thank you to my co-host uh, Josh and Tammy because uh, you guys have really made this show what it is, and I really appreciate uh, it. And uh, and of course, all the contributors. I can't believe I think there's only been uh, one person that told me no, and <laughs> about wanting to join in and help. It's it's amazing. Uh, my mom said I would never have any friends, and I've proved her wrong. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that check to clear. <laughs> so really a big thank you. And I just like to say that from time to time, because uh, if, if you know, it, it's not, that's the catchphrase. If you guys weren't listening, there'd be no reason for us to be here. Anyway, let's get to uh, this week in Jeep. All right, guys, um, just a really quick forewarning. This one's going to hit you right in the feels. Uh, this one was one that uh, came across as a, as a tip for us. And as I started researching and fact checking this story and, and rewriting it for the show, 
um, it, it really hit me emotionally. So um, just a heads up, you might need a tissue. It's about a dying birthday girl's wish and an unex unexpected response. Imagine, if you will, for a moment, being four years old, and all the adults around you are talking in a very serious and sad tones about medical things that you don't understand. It's scary. You spend most of your days in the hospital, and all you can remember is being sick and hurting. That was the life of Ava Hutchinson for the first four years of her life. At that point, she had had two brain tumor diagnoses, diagnoses and with, but with most incredible spirit and determination, that little four-year-old girl beat cancer. An incredible feat for anyone, let alone a child. Her life got back on track from the endless medical torment to finally catching up with her peers developmentally and socially. Year after year, the brain scans would come back clean and clear, and Ava and her family were beginning to get back to normalcy. On the sixth year, her brain scan revealed that her cancer had come back, and this time, it was fatal. Ava was diagnosed with high-grade gyloma, and what makes this particular case fatal is that most of the tumors, there were clusters of them, Ava has are on her brainstem. Unoperable. Oncologists say it is incurable. However, chemotherapy will help slow the growth of the tumors, but her family can only hope, at this point, for a miracle. Ava, with her amazing optimism and spirit, still found a reason to smile despite the terrible news. On her 10th birthday, and as her 10th birthday approached, Ava said, I don't want any gifts. I want cards, and I want people to donate to Children's Cancer Connection so kids can keep going there for free. Ava wanted birthday cards for her upcoming birthday from anyone who could easily send them. So that is exactly what people did. The word got out on Facebook, and her story was liked over 916,000 times. Countless birthday cards from people all around the world started pouring in with messages of love and hope. Messages filled with kindness and happiness. Some even came, away, came from all the way around the world, from India, Scotland, Japan, Australia, Hawaii. She's even received one from President Barack Obama. Now, here's where the Jeep connection comes in, people. The cards were in such enormous amounts that a whole entire parade of Jeeps was taken to deliver the cards to her home. No, these weren't male Jeeps. These were all kinds of Jeeps. Built JKs, stock WJs, trail ready XJs, you name it. There's little to no information out there right now about who these benevolent Jeepers are, and their modesty speaks to the character of this group. I did manage to track down a couple pics from news stories, but that's really about it. Let me just say, this is one of the most noble stories of Jeepers doing good deeds that I have ever heard, and I deeply commend their actions. Now, can you guys imagine receiving this kind of news as a parent? Ava's mother, Joni Hutchinson, said it was Ava who was carrying the family through this very sad time. It's her upbeat attitude that is the glue holding the family together. At the age of only 11, she has gone through so much, but her courage and valor is very inspiring to all of us. From, here, uh, from all of us here at the Jeep Talk Show, a big Jeep wave to those Iowa Jeepers, and we wish that little girl, Ava Hutchinson, all the strength in the world, the best health, and a lot of happiness. If you guys out there would like to send Ava a card yourself, and her family does encourage it, I'll give you the address out here in a minute, so grab a piece of paper and something to write on, or something to write with. We want you guys to be aware of the Facebook events page that was set up to spread her message as well. We'll, of course, have the link and the mailing address in the show notes for this episode over at jeeptalkshow.com. In the meantime, here's the address. Send it to Cards for Ava, A-V-A, 104 9th Street Southeast, Altoona, Iowa, 50009. Again, we'll have that address and a link to the Facebook page up in the show notes for this episode. All right, what do you guys get when you mix one part stolen Jeep and three parts angry golfer? Well, imagine if you will, you're right in the middle of the fairway. The weather is perfect and you've got a perfect approach to the green. Easy enough shot, little sand to the right, big pond to the left, but still, you got this. Plant your feet, line up your shot, 
And that's when the sirens, loud noises, and big splashes start happening. Mario Gam Acevedo, a parolee, was stopped by police when entering the parking lot of a nearby 7-Eleven store. As the officer approached the silver-gray, nicely modified Jeep Cherokee, the 34-year-old man slammed it into gear and drove the XJ over the curb and sidewalk in an attempt to elude the police. We all know how that usually goes now, don't we? Mario, however, was instilled with the confidence that only comes when driving a Jeep, and this <laughs> was his first time. So I'm sure we can all understand how he thought he could simply take the Jeep off-road to escape the popo that were now pursuing him with such vigor. And this is where we introduce the 15th hole of the David L. Baker Memorial Golf Course in the Mile Square Park, Fountain Valley, California. You see, this is where Mario and his newfound confidence and the stolen 2001 XJ that he was driving discovered, as so many coming off the fairway have before him, the strategically placed water hazard. Coincidentally, this is also where the vehicle portion of this pursuit ended. While not the first time someone has tried to flee from the police on a golf course, this is the first time, however, when the golfer stepped in to lend law enforcement a hand. You see, even though the high-speed pursuit was over, the foot chase had just begun. Remember that picturesque golf day we were talking about just a minute ago? Well, there were at least two golfers that were having none of that being interrupted with this nonsense and began chasing the fugitive. I'm going to assume there were some waving of irons or wedges. It just seems natural, right? Right after we all we were on the golf course. The third golfer, whose game was also interrupted, was in perfect flanking position and tackled the living shoes <laughs> off the guy and held him until police arrived. I'm going to once again let my imagine, imagination take over and assume this jeep-stealing, course-wrecking douche nozzle had a nice spiked shoe pressing firmly on the back of his neck. After apprehending the suspect, police officers discovered, quote, a significant amount of narcotics in his pants. Okay, I I'm not going to share my imagination in that one. But there were also various burglary tools in the vehicle and a replica firearm. Things do not look so bright for the 34-year-old man who was taken to the hospital for the injuries he sustained in the accident and pursuit and, of course, the apprehension. He allegedly has extensive rap sheet, which has a previous conviction involving taking a vehicle, as well as theft and burglary. I wonder if he ever gets out, if he'll have fond memories of his short-lived Jeep adventure. The XJ's condition has not been released, as it is evidence in the case which is currently still active. But as our live viewers can see by the pictures we have up, this once proud Jeep might just be totaled. It is worth noting that running from the police is one of the worst ideas you could possibly ever have in real life, people. So for this kind of thing, Grand Theft Auto V and the other games in the series are probably their best options for experimenting with running from the cops. In real life, pull over and follow the instructions so you do not get shot. Big thanks to all of you guys out there who continue by help, helping out by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. If you have a response to any one of our stories or you got something you think we should be reporting on, by all means, send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Well, <laughs> I guess that, I would be, that would be one. Ex uh, you, excuse me if anybody, anybody's a golfer out there, but <laughs> I guess that would be at least one round of exciting golf. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I just can't imagine. Uh, I guess it's relaxing. I think that's that might be why people go out there and, and play. Uh, I've always said I think golfing will be a lot of fun, and I'll do it as soon as they air condition the course. I, I have to um, uh, come clean here uh, really quick and, and give you guys a little bit of a secret. I don't think I've really shared this with anybody, but I, I have a, a deep-seated fantasy of just rallying an off-road vehicle in a golf course. <laughs> I mean, just full-on <laughs> lawn, lawn job cookies, jump in the sand, bankers, the sand bunkers, I mean, the whole nine yards. Uh, obviously that will never happen, but, uh, maybe if I, you know, I'm on my deathbed or something and somebody gives me the keys to their Jeep or something, I might uh, take it for a spin. <laughs> Is somebody that's a patient. What are they going to do? 
<laughs> Somebody would have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people got uh, uh, really cranky over here for uh, somebody taking a Jeep out in a, uh, uh, I don't think, it, maybe it was a park. I th- no, it was a, an empty field. And it was on the news about this Jeeper, and they were trying to locate the, this Wrangler owner because they were out in a field. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a golf course. It wasn't a, a cemetery. It wasn't anything just, it, I mean, it was somebody's private property, so I understand but it wasn't like they were tearing anything up. It wasn't like they were redding anything. They were just out there doing donuts. And I thought to myself, really? <laughs> I mean, is there any damage at all? There's three blades of grass out of, out of whack. Video, <laughs> a, whole, a big story on well, TV, everything. Yeah, there, there, are, there are those times where you have those kind of people that are doing those kinds of things and there is damage. And it's those yeah, kinds of no, actions that it, give the rest of us a bad rap. It shouldn't happen. I know. But it is for them to make that big a deal out of it over the news. I was just a little surprised. Well, it's sensationaliz- sensationalization. You know, they got to make it sexy. They got to make it a big oh, deal. Of course. Yeah, maybe it was a, a slow news day. <laughs> You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast at my mom's house. Jeep is off-road. Jeep is about the journey. Jeep has a great story, a story that I want to tell. I'm a voiceover talent, and I'm going off-road with a grassroots marketing campaign to voice for Jeep. Want to join me on the ride? I could sure use the company. Please tag Jeep. Post a link to kb4jeep.com. Add a message and use the hashtag MyJeepStory. Thanks, Jeep Talk Show, and your listeners for your support along this crazy journey. See you on the social media trail. Hey, folks! I'm Clyde, and this is Tommy. From the Runhouse! You're listening to the Jeep Talk Show. Cheers! Well, thank you, uh, Paps Boys. We appreciate your uh, uh, little promo there for us. Now, let's talk about something else that we're going to promo here. You know, Josh has been hyping this thing for like six months now. It's the... It's the Trail Hero interview. So actually, right now, as we speak, the much-advertised and anticipated interview with uh, Rich Klein. Is it Klein, Josh? Yeah, it's Rich Klein. Klein at Trail Hero is available for download. I mean, right now, if you're listening to this show, you could literally go over there and start downloading uh, that it, that it. interview right this second. Get it now. <laughs> so here's a, here's a bit of a tease. And creating the the level of access that's been unprecedented to an event like this as well really is is one of the reasons why I reached out to you as soon as I found out about you. Yeah, you know, our goal is to raise awareness. And right now, when you look at our industry and our land use battle, uh, when when land is taken away from us, land is taken away from the public perception is it's just being taken away from a bunch of rednecks, like you said earlier, or hicks or whatever. And we want to regear that, um, yeah. you know, with inclusion of, you know, people that have mental or physical disabilities, giving them the opportunity to get out on the trail. And there's a lot of groups out there that are currently doing that. Right? This isn't a new concept by any means. And the same thing with our, our Veterans Day. We've got, you know, two theme days of the event, um, our Vets and Military Access Day. Yeah, that is uh, one heck of an event, guys. I highly recommend you go check this out. If you don't know anything about Trail Hero, you really need to go see what this is all about. Now, the interview, of course, is going to um, really let you know everything you need to know. But if you want to see it for yourself, if you want to actually see what this is going to look like, where it's going to be, all the details of it before the interview, well, just head over to trailhero.com. You guys can check it all out. This, If you thought King of the Hammers or the Baja 1000 or or any other kind of sanctioned off-road competition event was cool, this takes it to a whole nother level. 
And you can find out all about it in the interview. And of course, we have that available for a free download right now. Free. The keyword being free and entertaining, informative and entertaining. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Oh, you most certainly are. And the Jeep Talk Show is a proud member of the 4x4 Radio Network. Just visit 4x4radionetwork.com and learn more about the 4x4 podcast, Center Steer podcast, and Trail Chasers podcast. They're all there, and they're all free, guys, all right there in one stop at the 4x4 Radio Network. Head there right now. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. Hey, guys. So the end of the year is growing closer, and they say this is one of the best times to start looking for a new vehicle to buy a new vehicle. So I thought I would give a little overview of all the different Jeeps out there over the next couple of months. And, of course, I'm going to start with the best kind of Jeep there is, a Wrangler, Black Wranglers, actually. JK or JKUs. The U is for unlimited, which unlimited equals four doors. So there are basically three kinds of Wrangler trim models, the Sport, the Sahara, and the Rubicon. Actually, there are 11 different kind of Wrangler models in all. The Sport, the Sport S, the Willys Wheeler, the Black Bear, Freedom Edition, Sahara, Willys Wheeler, W, Rubicon, 75th Edition, Backcountry, and Rubicon Rock Hard. And you can find all the nitty-gritty details at jeep.com. So I'm just going to mostly talk about the basic three Wranglers. Now, the miles per gallon, the engine, and the transmission on all three of them are pretty much the same. Each model, though, has a different selection of colors. But take notice of this. They all have the color option of the color black. But not all of them have the color option of red. Hmm. So anyway, the Jeep Wrangler Sport is the base model. It's basic and inexpensive. Like the Sahara and the Rumicon, it comes with the basic gas tank and evap canister skid plates. Now the next one, the Sport S, has a few more luxuries. Next up would be the Sahara with a little bit more in price, but it comes with some heavier duty components like the Dana 44 in the rear, some heavy duty suspension with gas shocks, and some more interior features. Then you have the legendary Rubicon, a lot more in price, but it has Dana 44s on the front and back, performance suspension, electronic sway bar disconnects and lockers, bigger tires, and the 4-to-1 Rock Track part-time four-wheel drive system, the whole off-road package. Now, I could go on and on with all the different options of all these different models, from the metal half doors with manual locks, the ruby rails, the Sunrider soft top, the Freedom hard top. But you know what? That could take me hours to explain all the different models and all the different options. First, you need to figure out what you want out of your Wrangler. Make a list and check out the Jeep website. Oh, and you can custom order your Wrangler to fit your needs. Tony and Josh, can you do that with your XJs? Anyway, I plan on featuring the other Jeeps out there from the Cherokee to the Renegade to the Patriot and so on. So if you out there in podcast land have any experience with any of these other Jeeps, please give me a shout. I'd like to hear from you. 
or you can go over to the jeeptalkshowform.com and post in the Wrangler Talk segment. I should have a thread posted up shortly on this topic. Or you can just email me at info at jeeptalkshow.com and use the subject line Wrangler Talk. By the way, the Jeep Talk form is our new form that we created just for you. This isn't your typical form. There are no dumb questions, no flaming, or telling you to go to Google. Find out more behind the scenes of our stories and information we share with you to you here on the show. Well, hey, Tammy, that was informative, and I can't wait to hear more about all the rest of the Jeeps and what you're going to tell us about them. And I'm sure that we have lots of new Jeepers out there listening to our program right now. They'll be looking forward to that information as well. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Let us know just as soon as you possibly can at 530-675-4102 and tell us where you listen to the Jeep Talk Show. And you know what? You can also listen to another Jeep show. It's called the Jeep Talk Colin Show. And you don't even have to just listen. You can call in and talk to us live. Tony and I record the show every Tuesday night, 8 o'clock central at jeeptalkshow.com. So check us out next Tuesday and call in. You know, Tammy, I think, what have we done now? Nine or ten shows? Is the tenth episode next week, I think? Yep. Double digits. I, and I'm going to make a prediction that at, at ten shows, we've only heard Josh call in once. I think this is sour grapes because we're doing a show all by you and I. Uh, you know lonesome. how I feel about <laughs> audio quality. Now, I drive an old <laughs> Honda, which has the worst road noise, I swear, out of any vehicle on the road. <laughs> so, I, yeah, <laughs> I've got a long commute. I, I'll call in. You guys hear all sorts it's of fun. stuff. You probably we don't want it. We enjoy it. You call in. Wait, it's, wait. it's fun to clown around. I was just listening to the episode the day the only episode that you called in and we had fun talking to you i mean come on no pressure (laughs) all right well let's get over to speaking of pressure how about you people give us some reviews Uh, but but we do have a few so let's uh let's get to them now yeah guys itunes twitter facebook youtube pretty much anywhere where you can find our content you guys have the ability to leave us a review. And of course, on places like you know Stitcher or um, uh, iTunes, you can leave us that five-star review and a comment as well. And of course, those comments and reviews we always read on the show. Constructive criticism or pat on the back, it doesn't matter. It's all fair here. Well, I, I can start this off uh, on the Twitter. Uh, we got this one from Scrambler, CJ8. Uh, and uh, actually, uh, I need to read this one. That's right. It says, uh, at Jeep Talk Show, which is our name on Twitter, Listening on iTunes, I have a gold scrambler, but it wants to be red. Oh, Boo. they all want to be red. Ooh, Boo. red Jeeps are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Just you wait, Tony. I've got something up my sleeve. <laughs> but it's anyway. Black. <laughs> <laughs> um, on else, Facebook, Christopher Hartzell reviewed the Jeep Talk Show. Five stars. Love the show. Newbies and seasoned Jeepers can glean much knowledge, especially if you're not a member of a Jeep club or live in an area with a lack of like-minded people. Love the tips, jokes, and topics. Keep it up, and oh yeah, 
black XJs are sexy. Now you ah, see this guy. Yeah, love Christopher. Now, now you see he says love the humor, not the little bit of humor, not the kind of jokes like we've seen from other people. <laughs> he says humor. So I look at the the positive side of that. I'm ignoring the black part. <laughs> black keeps matter. <laughs> oh, I knew we were going to go there sooner or later. <laughs> I have know, you, I got some have you seen the meme? Send your hate mail to Josh. Have you seen? Have you seen the thing about the clowns? I think it's in Pizzle, the Pennsylvania woods, coming out and scaring kids and people along the highway. No, that so there's horrible. Though. Yeah. So there's this meme that somebody put out. It said the first clown that gets shot, they know there's going to be a protest. Clowns' lives matter. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and that is full of comedy that I just don't want to go towards. <laughs> this is a deep talk show. <laughs> Yes, 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 it is. It's a Jeep podcast, fellas. Yeah. There he is. Right al- moving right along. You got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. I can- I- it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Well, let's talk about heater cores and other hard-to-replace parts. Now, these are the kinds of things that are essential to making our vehicles either go or giving us the creature comforts like heat in the winter or, you know, air conditioning in the, in the summer. I know I've gone on far too long and, and probably way too quick at times, too many times about all sorts of tech over the years. So, this week, Tech Talk is going to be nice and short and very easy. Check it out. Like most vehicles, as our Jeeps get older, parts tend to wear out. They break or otherwise plain and simply need to be upgraded. Well, what do you do when A, there's literally no upgraded version of the part you're working with, or B, the part is such a royal pain in the keister to get to, work on a replace that you'd prefer to have to do it only once, or not at all? Yes, there are a lot of parts like that on all of our Jeeps. One that comes to mind is one like the heater core. One of those nasty jobs that generally takes most of the day, if not the weekend, to do, and you might even need a friend to help you out. You'd best do it right, too, or you're in for a big mess and a lot more work. Above that, even, you had best be putting in a good replacement part. Too often, we can get away with replacing a sensor or some other component or part of our Jeep with something we find at a junkyard or maybe even off of Craigslist from a fellow Jeeper parting out an old project or what have you. This mindset will work for many things, but there are just some projects that should use factory parts if or when possible. Oh, sure, you, know, you can get the same part or, or whatever for half the price at one of those uh, places online, but okay. It's not the same part. It might look the same, might smell the same, taste the same, whatever. I'm sure it'll bolt up the same location and do what it's supposed to do. Probably. But for how long? And how accurately? Is it going to last another hundred some odd thousand miles? Not likely. Both used parts, factory or not, and those cheapo Chinese knockoff parts will likely leave you wrenching more than wheeling. And who wants that? There are some parts that just shouldn't come from a low-cost aftermarket vendor, especially those that are difficult to replace or those that can cause expensive collateral damage to your vehicle. Mopar.com offers an original replacement heater core or other hard-to-replace parts for your Jeep. You'll likely find that the dealer is the most expensive route for the part. However, there are more online retailers nowadays that are selling factory original Mopar parts, such as factorymoparparts.net and moparonlineparts.com that can get you the right parts in your hands for less than dealership prices. So, do yourself and your Jeep a favor. Don't skimp out of the parts, guys. Double-check all your work and always torque to spec. Nothing else, guys. If repair or repart placement is above your skill level, well, please refer to the advice uh, or, the skilled, or the service of a skilled and certified professional. It might just keep you out on the trails longer or get you back to them sooner. 
All right, Jeepers, just a little piece of uh, sound advice for you. If you've got something that's tech-related that you think our listeners should know about, well, just send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com with the subject line, Tech Talk. And be sure to check out the Tech Talk threads over at jeeptalkforum.com. Over the coming months, we'll be adding all the Tech Talk segments to the archive for you guys to go back and review. So be sure to check back often. Yeah, let us know how you're liking the uh, Jeep Talk forum. Uh, it's uh, it's new, and uh, there's not a lot of people over there yet. And uh, but we think it'll be a great place for you to go and uh, get some of this information, especially Josh's tech talk, because it's very technical, it's very detailed, and uh, you know you can only rewind so many times. So uh, it, some things just lend itself to diagrams and being able to read it slowly at your own pace. So uh, I think that'll work out really well, especially for the tech talk segment. And not only we love want you to hear from you um, at the Jeep Talk Forum, we love to hear from you on our voicemail. So you can call us at 530-675-4102 or jump over to our website at jeeptalkshow.com and leave us a message. Just click the leave voicemail button. <laughs> Josh is clowning around. <laughs> hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do. So at the beep, leave your message. Hey guys, it's Nate. Uh, I just wanted to call in. I've been uh, missing your live shows lately the past couple of weeks. Life keeps getting in the way. Um, I keep hearing Tammy talk about these disc covers that she's just waiting and waiting and waiting to install. And uh, I just want to call in and say, just get out there and do it, Tammy. Disc covers just aren't that hard. Um, I know. Really a simple procedure. Get off the old cover, take the bolts out, get the, get the old cover off, clean up that surface. Put on those lube lockers that you keep talking about and uh, bolt things back up. Uh, I did want to say there's one thing that you may or may not have heard from other people, but the thing I've found invaluable with changing diff covers or even just changing diff oil is uh, they make this little pump that you could put into the, uh, uh, the container of fluid that you've got, and it makes it a lot easier to get the fluid back into the diff because otherwise you end up fighting with physics, and it just uh, you never win. So uh, if you don't have one already, look one of those up. They're they're cheap. You can get them at just about any auto store. It's just a little pump that fits into the the, the 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 bottle, and then you can pump the fluid in instead of having to try to tilt it in. So get out there, get that thing done, get those awesome new diff covers on there, and, and show off your purple. So all right, hey, nice talking to you guys. Later. So that's I'm, actually a, a sound advice. I yeah, I have surprisingly. one of those pumps in my <laughs> toolbox. <laughs> No, I thought because I didn't. I didn't listen to the whole voicemail when I was editing it. But when I saw Nate uh, was uh, was going to had t- advice for Tammy and was talking about the diff covers, I just knew that he was going to offer to come by and assist. That's with what that. I thought. And then no, <laughs> 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 that's fine. That's fine. Uh, now Tammy needs to uh, needs to do that herself and and find out how simple it is. But it is very it, it's very. I know it is. I'm just no. It's it's. I'm gonna tell you. It's hard to do that the first time because you know you don't want your Jeep not to be able to be drivable. You don't have right. to go f- have to take it to somebody else to do something that everybody's telling you is so simple. Uh, it, it's it's nerve wracking. You want to be successful. You don't want to fail. And that's the part. It's the it's the nervousness about am I going to be able to do this or not? And that's one of the reasons why it's good to do it, and and so you can succeed or sometimes even fail because you learn and you also learn it's not that big a deal to fix even when you do fail. Right. Yeah, that's right. You learn from failures. So I'm just worried that I'm going to 
do something to the gears and nah, you're not even going that far in the yeah the great thing about it is if something happens to the gears you can still tell your husband well don't give me any grief you didn't even touch yours and your gears got screwed up yeah that's true see 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 <laughs> something that uh you, if you guys haven't listened to the the call-in show that's something that uh, tammy was talking about that the 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 diff uh the the gears and the diff of her husband's like brand new truck were screwed up so yeah yeah so you know you can always use that thing that's what marriage is all about keeping track of uh what to use against each other there you go hey guys it's uh mike from new jersey checking in again uh just listened to episode 247 and uh the segment about um uh you know kind of mods in a town where you don't have a four by four shop uh, was great i think uh, that a lot of people are gonna are gonna really be interested in that, um, and I certainly am because I don't have four by four shops where I am. So one tip I wanted to give everybody: um, I went down to my uh, local hardware store and uh, bought some gutter guard, uh, like uh, aluminum gutter guard uh, mesh, and uh, created a really nice front grill out of it, uh, popped the front grill off the brand new 2016 Jeep and uh, with some zip ties and some, uh, some little, you know, uh, adhesive plastic, uh, um, you know, ties. I uh, set up a really nice uh, grill behind the, uh, behind the front of the Jeep to protect the radiator and um, I think it uh, looks really sharp, uh, especially on a, on a dark colored Jeep. Uh, nice silver behind the grill looks, I think, really sharp. So just wanted to pass that along. I think you guys are doing a great job. And um, I uh, put uh, put a bunch of uh, switches into my Jeep, put myself a little homemade S-Pod system set up. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Hit, hit, hit that button with his ear. Yeah, yeah. I, I oh, sorry, that. Mike. Uh, it, sa- it sounds like you're you're well on your way there. Yeah, that that expanded metal. Um, we did touch on that a little bit last week, and uh, and yeah, that I I totally forgot about the the gutter guard stuff. It's basically the the same thing, just comes in a different shape, and I believe it's galvanized, uh, or or at least might be like coated or something like that. So it gives you that that, that nice uh, shiny silver look that uh, that's not going to go away anytime soon. It's certainly not going to rust. So. Uh, good job, man. Way to use the ingenuity and uh, and the repurposing of other stuff as uh, as some Jeep parts. Way to go. Now, I know this is going to be offensive to you guys, and I don't mean it to be, but I frankly, uh, you know, you're talking about the, the lack of uh, four-wheel drive shops up in New Jersey. Frankly, yeah. I was surprised to find out there were actually off-road wheeler, uh, you know, four-wheel drive type Jeeps in New Jersey. Cause oh, my, my God. New my, Jersey has I know, tons but, of but Jeep I'm, groups. But I'm from the South. I, I've never been up North, and... Uh, to me, if you're up in uh, that part of the country, it's all buildings, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I, Actually, you, there's legal off-roading places in New Jersey, and there isn't here in Maryland, so. Yeah. Oh, now that's I know. that's just a travesty right there. It it's, is. It's all about us getting involved in uh, land management. But hey, Tony, I'm, I'm kind of with you there because, you know, my experience um, with, uh, with the state of, you know, the area of New Jersey is um, uh, is pretty much whatever I've seen on Jersey Shore. <laughs> yeah. so, well, I would not admit to watching. Sorry, show. guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get over to our last voicemail. Hey, guys and gals. This is Eddie again. Heard the show today. It was great as always. Enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, Josh, you're a youngster. I'm 63 years old. I, I DJed for 34 years. Started out in radio in the 70s. Was in it for about 10 years, but continued as a like a function DJ in nightclubs. Did all that part time while working in IT at a college. I'm still at the college, uh, Merrimack College, 
in Massachusetts. But uh, no, I have to have a rag top. Rag top. Right, Tammy? <laughs> I don't want a hard yeah. top. And, oh, Tammy, by the way, black and purple is so, so sexy. Suck up. Red. I don't know, Tony. Red, you know, isn't that a communist color? Oh! <laughs> uh, I've heard it. You know, I have to have a rag top. I've heard so. it before. Uh, that's what I want to get. But uh, I had a good time DJing. But, you know, uh, Josh, you know, 63, I don't want to carry that stuff in the hall. And I just want to do other things know. now. You know, i got more time behind me than I do ahead of me. <laughs> All right, you guys. Love the show. Take care. Bye-bye. World, uh, major world power for over 90 years. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll take uh, I'll take all that from Eddie as well. Um, Eddie, I, I, you sounded like a youngster, man. I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't know that you were long in the tooth there, pal, but um, congratulations on the career uh, there. Uh, hopefully, I, uh, I can have the same kind of bragging rights uh, as, I, as I get to get to that age as well so um and thanks for the compliments man really appreciate the kind words about the show and, and appreciate you listening bud teeth actually get longer as you get older all right jeepers we all love our jeeps right heck i talk about what i'm doing to mine on almost a weekly basis so if you love your jeep like i love mine then don't and then you don't like skimping on the important things i don't know about you but seeing as much of the trail at night is pretty important to me so if you've gone out and picked up a set of those cheapo led lights off of ebay and have been left with a bad case of lumen envy well, then let me introduce you to the guys who can fix your lighting woes once and for all. The guys over at Crawl Bright Performance Off-Road Lighting are offering some of the highest quality lighting at a fraction of the price of those other guys who don't even use the same quality parts. Crawl Bright uses strong, aircraft-grade aluminum. All their lights come with a virtually unbreakable polycarbonate lens and only the best name-brand LEDs to give you the brightest light. Not only are these lights 100% waterproof, but they're also backed by a three-year replacement guarantee, giving you a nice, bright peace of mind. So ditch the dim lights and step out of the dark and onto the bright side with crawlbright.com. And for a limited time, check this out, Jeepers. Enter the code JeepTalkShow, all one word, at checkout for a massive 20% discount on your entire order. Head to crawlbright.com right now. And don't forget to tell them you heard about them on the Jeep Talk Show. All right, well, let's talk about uh, Jeep Cherokee from stock to wheeler. I've mentioned this a few times. This is for the 97 plus models. It may be for the earlier models, but I don't have any experience with those. So just keep that in mind whenever you're trying to use this advice. So straps or U-bolts? Well, what are straps? What are U-bolts? Uh, some of you may already know. Some of you may not. Uh, I recently read a post on Facebook page, Jeep, uh, Jeep Cherokee XJs for all and anything else you want to talk about. Yep, that's the name of it. <laughs> it really rolls off the tongue, too. Uh, but uh, WP Beeves wrote, should I replace the whole yoke since the bolt snapped off uh, for the strap and the rear ear broke off? Well, something I wasn't aware of until uh, recently, the straps that... Uh, hold your drive shaft on should be changed each time you remove them. It's because they stretch whenever you put them on. Strat <clears throat> straps have uh, to be uh, one of the weakest ways to attach a drive shaft to a differential housing. Remember, this is all where this is where all the power from your engine is being transferred to the wheels. Torque at this point increases dramatically when you're doing more than just pushing your XJ up a hill. Save yourself some trouble in the trail and replace those uh, straps with U-bolts. They're about, I don't know, $4 a pair at uh, your local hardware, uh, local auto parts store or uh, on Amazon.com. Uh, you'll have to drill out the threads uh, in your yoke so that the U-bolts will fit through. Now, a U-bolt is exactly that. It's a bolt with uh, two threaded ends in the shape of a U. 
So instead of having that strap and two bolts, uh, you know, a three piece deal, this is a one piece deal. Uh, and it sticks through the, uh, the holes in your yoke with the, uh, the nuts attached on the back, a much, much stronger connection. And you don't have to change that U bolt every time you, uh, every time you take the drive shaft off, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't cost you much of anything to do, but those things are very strong and you need to be actually, you need to be careful when you're tightening them down, not to crush the, uh, the cap on the, uh, U joint. Cause you can do that. There's, there's enough power there when you're retightening those things down that it will, uh, it'll make it oblong and it will, you know, your drive shaft won't last very long. The U, U joint won't last very long. So <clears throat> again, my experience is only on my 1998 Jeep Cherokee, the high pinion Dana 30 uh, front. I was able to drill out and put in U bolts. It was very simple to do. The Chrysler 8.25 in the rear wasn't as easy as the U bolts weren't long enough. Instead of looking for longer U-bolts or trying to remove some of the back off the uh, Chrysler 8.25 yoke, I just went uh, online and found a yoke replacement with U-bolts for $75. Iron Rock Off-Road uh, at ironrockoffroad.com uh, is where I got my uh, new yoke for my Chrysler 8.25. Now, again, I'm not sure about what year. Uh, I have the 98, uh, 75 bucks. Uh, got the, you make sure you got a, you know, you, uh, I don't guess you have to have an impact wrench to get that nut off of uh, uh, the pinion, but it's a tough one to get off. You, you definitely want to uh, make sure that you have enough room to get a long breaker bar in there, but you're still going to have to use the weight of the vehicle and uh, brakes and uh, a few prayers. But anyway, I got it off, got it back on. Make sure you use Loctite when you put it back on, and uh, it's great. I have U-bolts uh, on uh, holding my drive shafts in front and rear now, and I don't have to worry about those things coming out. Doesn't mean they won't. It just means there's less likely to, and I don't have to go out and find some new straps every time I take I, I drop the drive shaft. So, I, like I was saying, I'm less likely to drop a drive shaft on the trail now, but uh, that means I've just moved the weak point somewhere else. Still, I like the modification and encourage you to look into it for your rig. Keep in mind, this mod is likely something you can do for a YJ, TJ, and perhaps even a JK or JKU. Haven't seen one, but I bet you they're using straps too, because I would be surprised if, if Jeep changed something after 150 years. So where did I get wrong? Where did I go wrong? Let me know uh, or, or add to what I've said. Go to jeeptalkforum.com or email me at info at jeeptalkshow.com with stock to Wheeler in the subject line. What do you think, Josh? You know, I was listening to episode 244 uh, yesterday, I believe, and you actually mentioned U-bolts in your uh, tech talk. Yeah, that's one of those things that can definitely um, very, very inexpensively beef it's up your amazing. drivetrain. Yeah, and it's, it's some good peace of mind. And uh, and the parts are so inexpensive mm -hmm. that that even spares for this upgrade are are super cheap to to keep in your center console or you know your your OS bag that you throw <laughs> in the back uh, when you go when you go on the trail. Um, this this can be done for to virtually any axle that that uses a U joint at the at the yoke. Um, there are kits out there for the JKs. There are kits out there for the XJs. There are manufacturers out there that you can buy everything all in one stop, just like uh, Tony was saying in Iron Rock Off-Road. Um, Spicer makes kits. Uh, there, there, I believe that um, Procomp makes kits. I mean, there are a ton of manufacturers out there that are making specific parts just for this application. So very easily, guys, you can head into your local off-road shop or um, just turn to Google um, or head to the forums, of course, and, uh, and start asking questions of, what, you know, basically, what can you get for your rig to do this kind of mod to it uh, to improve the strength of your drivetrain? 
So it's not XJ or um, even Jeep specific. Uh, so if you want to do this to your tow rig, it can be done as well. So Tammy, uh, now that uh, Josh was acknowledging that the JKs use uh, straps on the U-bolt drive shaft uh, U-bolts as well, or uh, uh, U-joints as well, what do you think? You think you might be interested in uh, upgrading your uh, connection from your drive shaft to your differentials with uh, uh, actual honest to goodness U-bolts? Yeah, I can't even put my diff covers on, let alone think of <laughs> let's doing assume something that let's assume that you do that and you and you're back here next week or the week after and you go, oh my god, I don't know why I made such a big deal about that because it was so simple. Where's those damn U-bolts? <laughs> yeah. No, I know I will. Um, and I like eventually want to do more stuff to the all the steering stuff um, with you know the Yeti and the the Griffin and all that. So I eventually want to get under there and start doing more things. It's just I just need to get over this first hurdle. I'm glad you mentioned the Yeti. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Do you think you could get with uh, CPO and get us an update on how well the Yeti is performing for him? We had that report oh, yeah. uh, like ten shows ago. Yeah, and, I definitely uh, can. And he's actually testing out another another part with his hardtop for me, so I need to hook up with him. He's been working a lot of his real job. Um, he's been working a lot with that. So Okay. Well, well um, I'd like to get an update on the Yeti, how it's, uh, if it's still performing yeah. well, because he's had it for uh, uh, two or three months now. Yeah, he? yes. And actually, I think <laughs> they're coming out with it soon for the public, so... Oh, gee, I didn't realize they hadn't released it yet. That's uh, that's even better. Uh, yeah. Get the information out there. All right. Well, good. Thank you. So, folks, now is the time in the show where we all look forward to our special guest that we have every <laughs> week, and that's hearing from the mind of Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. I just caught the show. And uh, I got to say, John from uh, Center Steer did a very good job. He was a very entertaining guest. Uh, but I got to make a few corrections. And don't worry, Tony, I'm not going to correct you. It's uh, when they said Center Steer is the only rover podcast on the planet. I've got to correct you. Uh, yes, it probably is the only podcast on the, the planet Earth. <laughs> but on uh, Chromalon Persia 8, where I'm from, uh, we have seven rover podcasts uh amongst my favorite is uh the slightly left of center steer and the off center steer <laughs> podcast which are both very well it's but i just a slight correction and i also find it unnerving that john being that the rover's a british vehicle that he wasn't wearing a top hat and monocle like the Monopoly guy. That's just my own personal preference. <laughs> and shaped like a peanut. <laughs> Hi, boys and girls. I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. Now, this is a little known fact. The planet that Nikki G is from is completely artificial. They made it by taking little straps of tinfoil and wrapping it around in a ball till it got bigger and bigger. Because <laughs> he wears tinfoil on his hat. That, aye, that's, aye, aye. that's why the planet's made of tinfoil. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Nikki G. <laughs> For nothing. <laughs> anyway, no, we appreciate Nikki G calling in every week. Now let's get over to Tammy and uh, must-have stuff for your Jeep. Well, we've got two items this week. I've got one right here. It's the Olympic 4x4 D-ring shackle mount for the rear frame of the 07 to 2017 Wrangler JK. 
Uh, this price point is about $49.99. Um, you can get these over at ExtremeTerrain.com. Give your rig the recovery points it needs, guys, with the Olympic 4x4 D-ring shackle mount for the rear frame. For those crawling or traveling off-road without a rear bumper, these frame shackle mounts provide a reliable and secure recovery point. And we all know how important recovery points are. These shackle mounts are proudly made right here in the United States of America from durable steel. They're finished in a tough textured black powder coat and include installation hardware for nearly effortless upgrade. That's right, guys. Simple hand tools, no modifications. These are for use on 2007 to 2017 Jeep Wrangler JK or JKU models without a rear bumper. They will not work in conjunction with aftermarket or OEM bumpers, so keep that in mind. So the next item um, that every Jeeper must have is the Jeep Knit Hat. It keeps your noggin nice and warm. It's a Jeep beanie knit hat with the word Jeep right on the front. They feature a fully embroidered Jeep logo and come in a variety of colors. And no, they don't come in red. Sure I noticed that. I noticed that specifically. They, they stretch. These are stretch knit caps and they're available in black, chocolate, brown, dark gray, navy, blue, and light. And of course, I have a black one. I do too. Um, I don't want to brag. <laughs> oh, they also come in pink, but um, they're 100% turbo acrylic. They're $14.99 from allthingsjeep.com. And I've had two of them. The first one was stolen out of my Jeep. <laughs> Seriously. They used it that to carry sucks. the D ring away. I, I know. So I had to order another one. <laughs> and of course, the color black was out of stock for months because it's such a popular color. So anyway, I have a new one. I have it locked in my glove box. My glove box is always locked now. So, um, and no, Tony, it doesn't need a built-in beard. <laughs> um, I saw you typing that. I'm like, he thinks I'm going to read that. I'll put it in italics. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that would be kind of funny. Um, anyway, you can go to allthingsjeep.com and you can get yourself one and get ready for the winter. You guys didn't see those, uh, those hats that they were selling online with the beards built in? No, I did. They were like really bad crochet knit yes. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> now, one of one of the uh, one of the guys at my work actually got one um, in uh, you know as a redhead. He, he, yeah, yeah, not not red, huh? not 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 that red. See, you you realized what you said. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, I can't say the color red. No, <laughs> uh, he uh, he he brought one of those in. And came into work, and he's. I got to give him credit. Last winter, he sported that thing all day long. His face must have been so itchy. That stuff looked like was the most crappiest wool you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a pretty funny thing. All right. Well, that's great. Interesting. Um, folks, we have a survey that we're asking guys to take. It's on the jeeptalkshow.com slash survey. Please take a moment and it'll take you like 10 seconds. Fill it out. Um, it helps us. So we promoted this for like, I don't know, a month or something. And we got 18 people. So, yeah, that's entirely unacceptable, guys. Look, we're, we're not fishing or anything like that. We're just kind of trying to grab some demographic information to find out what kind of person our listener is. This is going to help us market the show to um, people who haven't heard it yet. And uh, basically, we're trying to find who our ideal audience is, and this information will help. So we're not stealing your information. We're not going to use it to spam. We're not creating a list that we're going to sell to somebody else or anything like that. All we want to know is basically what kind of person listens to the show so that we can use our marketing tools 
to go after those kind of people who aren't already listening to the show. So that's just it, guys. It's just one feather in our cap to um, further promote world domination. So yeah, help <laughs> us out, would you? Like, like Josh says, this gives us an idea of who our audience is. Uh, yeah, and um, pre-runner 1982 John just said in the chat room, take the damn survey so they'll quit <laughs> talking about it. I don't know and, that that's uh, going to happen. Really, really guys, uh, please be honest uh, when you're doing that. Uh, just it, <laughs> really, the, the results will help us better tailor the show to uh, to our audience. I'm hoping that we're appealing to uh, lots of uh, women uh, Jeep or, or wannabe Jeep owners. Um, and uh, I'd like to see that. Uh, I mean, I'm not telling you to, to lie about your sex now, Ted. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm hoping that we're appealing to a lot of uh, women listeners out there, too. All right. Well, you know what time it is. Something that we don't get to do very often because we talk way too much. It's getting cooler. I think we had a 69 degree high this morning. I'm not, I'm sorry, 69 degree low this morning. Well, I'm glad somebody's got a running Jeep around here. Not my fault. Mine is not running right now. As you guys uh, may or may not have heard um, here, I don't know, was about four weeks ago, a month ago, a month and a half ago, um, I um, uh, blew my head on the Jeep. Um, So I do have a spare head, and uh, I have verified that uh, compression is good on all cylinders, and I don't have any oil in the water or water in the oil. I do have um, gas in the oil, though. So um, needless to say. I still don't understand that. What's that? I still don't understand that. Yeah, n- neither do I. Um, it, regardless, the head is coming off of my Jeep. I do have a spare head. Uh, it is sitting on my workbench already. Uh, it is not the 0331 casting, so I, I do have a good heavy-duty head. It's not an aftermarket head. It is an OEM one, but it's, uh, it, it's, it's just not that bad casting that is notorious for the cracking between the third and fourth cylinder. Um, this one I am planning on doing some porting and polishing on. Um, I've been aka training myself, if you will, just doing some research and familiarizing myself with not only the techniques, which I am very familiar with as I, you know, have worked in fabrication for, for many years, um, but, uh, but also exactly what I need to do and how I'm going to do it. So um, the, the tools that are required for this kind of job, I have most of. Um, there will be some accessories that I'm going to need to get, um, things like grinding wheels and, and, and burr bits and, and things like that. Um, to uh, to facilitate this job a little bit easier. I already have die grinder and, and, and all that sort of stuff. But um, but really, the, the plan is to just do a very light port and polish. I'm just going to do a port matching, um, a little bit of cleanup, and uh, and really just help the flow a little bit um, on on the on the head. Um, going to have the valves done and everything else like that as well by another shop. Going to have it hot tanked, um, magna flux to make sure it's not cracked anywhere else, and uh, and then have some new valves put in the valve seats redone. That kind of stuff I can't do myself because I just plain and simply don't have the time. Um, throughout the course of determining exactly what happened with my Jeep and 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 why it is why uh, you know why it's sitting the way it is, um, I found that my radiator was cracked. Um, that is something new. Uh, also, the water pump was basically just pouring water out from behind it. Um, so I know that that too is bad. So I have a water pump issue and a radiator issue. Both of those got to come out, and new ones got to go in. I would love to slap in a Griffin radiator or a nice fat three-core aluminum radiator. The problem is, is that I have a second battery that is very close to the fill port of my radiator. So going with a thicker radiator is going to push that. That Usually it's like a third core that you add because the stock ones just have two. Um, the third core radiator, three-row three radiator styles, um, they, they're just too thick. 
and I, uh, I'm not going to be able to get that in there and to keep my second battery in the location that's currently at with the custom bracketry that I fabricated. So it's one of these things to where, yeah, it's one of these things to where I'm I'm most likely going to have to go OEM at least for the radiator, water pump, uh, maybe a Hesco, maybe a flow cooler. I don't know. I'm still researching on on um, flow rates and and you know reliability and all that sort of stuff. So um, I'll let you guys know what I find and what I decide to go as far as a water pump on that. Um, definitely thinking about an electric fan conversion since I'm going to be in there. It's one of those things, well, while you're in there, while you're working in that area, since you have the radiator out, since you have your core support, all that stuff, you might as well do X, Y, Z. And this is one of the things that I'm going to do. I'm most likely going to be doing a fan conversion, uh, electric fan conversion on that. I haven't decided yet whether or not I'm going to do something like the dirtbound off-road setup or if I'm going to do something like a Taurus fan or whatnot, I'm really still playing around with the numbers and calculating the uh, the CFMs that I'm going to need to be pulling through the radiator um, to um, to help keep things cool. So that's where I'm at. There was something at- that we were always taught uh, at uh, HP for testing because we were always trying to get the best performance out of the, the little servers uh, for reporting. Right. You don't make more than one change at a time because if you do, you don't know what change gave you the better numbers or in your case – you don't know what change is causing you the issue that you're having a problem resolve. Well, in did this case, I do don't know make one change what, at a time. Maybe I did only make one change at a time. Oh, okay. Don't make two or three or four. In, in this case, I, I do know that that likely it was the water pump that that went out first, and as that decreased in flow, my temperature started increasing, and as that temperature increased, um, it basically uh, I'm, I'm and I'm having a, a suspicion that maybe my radiator cap is not allowing because all radiator caps have a pressure rating they are um, designed to release a certain amount of pressure at a certain psi yep, 16. and yeah it's, it's typically right around 16 psi um, at least on, on the jeeps it is right um, if this radiator cap failed then that means the radiator was under pressure more than 16 psi oh, and with the plastic yeah. tanks on the side it very easily could have just ruptured that that bond between the metal and the plastic or cracked the plastic itself i do have more than one leak on the passenger side of the radiator of my Jeep. So um, I'm fairly confident that it was a pressure issue. So it's going to be a new radiator. It's going to be a new radiator cap, obviously. The water pump, obviously, is going to be replaced. So both those things can be replaced and or upgraded at the same time, and I really don't have any worries about what what the results are going to be. It's just going to be primarily a cost issue and whether or not it's going to fit. So, um, but I highly recommend you get it fixed and working properly before you make any more modifications to it, like the electric fan. And, and if you, if you, uh, do what I tell you, I'll help you out. Cause I got a Taurus fan up in the attic over here that I used. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. You can do whatever you want to do, but you know how long it's going to take me to get it to you. Yeah. You know how I am about shipping things. (laughs) But I do. I have one up here that I bought off of eBay that I've actually powered up, and it hovered, you know, by itself. <laughs> oh, it's- yeah, no, th- those <laughs> things move well over three thousand cfm. So yeah. um, there, there's a lot of air moving. It's just whether or not I'm going to be able to fit it. So it, it will, it's, it it's- will fit, but you're going to have to make a box for it for down the bottom part. Oh, that's right. Well, I, I actually, um, uh, the what's his name? Um, Go Jeep. He's got a really great. Um, I think that's from Australia. I, was, I think that's the one I was looking at. Yeah, and he, he gives a, uh, a great little write-up on how to modify, I think it's either the, the Taurus fan shroud or a second um, Cherokee uh, or Jeep fan, fan shroud to make the Taurus fan work in, in, a, in a Cherokee. So 
Um, just just some of the things out there that I've been looking at. Yeah. So anyway, remind me about that, and uh, yeah. I'm sure I'll forget and go. How'd you know about I'm that sure tourist fan that I have? <laughs> <laughs> so, but Josh, I have powered. Why do you it. have um, two batteries? Well, um, I added the second battery to to the system because uh, one, because I'm an electrical nut. Can I, can I um, jump in here real quick? Yeah, by all means. It, it's for the ejection seat on the passenger side. The the <laughs> single battery doesn't have enough current to launch the seat. Yeah, no. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Tony's not entirely um, incorrect on that. Just a little inaccurate. Um, it is It is because I do have a, a fair amount of electrical accessories in the Jeep. I have an aftermarket system. I have a lot of aftermarket lighting in there as well. Um, it, I wanted to, to, to be able to have my auxiliary lighting on and have the stereo going while I'm at a campsite or out on the trail or something like that. And with the engine off and not have to worry about it for any period of time. Right. And then I can get into the Jeep and just start it without the worry about whether or not my battery's dead or whether or not I drained it too, too far and I'm going to jump or something like that. If you so. leave the lights on or something that's drawing a lot of electricity and you forget about it for hours and hours and hours, it's going to drain one battery. But you switch right. over to the backup, it, everything starts right back up and the system yep. charges the battery that's dead. Exactly. Makes sense. Yep, it's a great backup thing. So it's it's a little piece peace of mind. It's a it's a little bit of electrical performance, and and it's a little bit of bragging rights. So it, it, is yeah, it necessary? Yeah, it is. <laughs> is there is there a main thing that it's doing for me that that you know you just can't live without now? It, it's it's primarily um, just one of those things that um, that I've I've always wanted to do to my Jeep, and um, it's something that I've installed in countless vehicles before. And I think well, it's about time that I do it. Oh, it's rough when you do it for a bunch of other people, and you've never oh, done it for yourself. Really is, yeah, really is. I'm going to be doing it to mine too. I just have to uh, get the uh, the snorkel uh, ducted over to the uh, um, to the uh, uh, air intake so it can uh, so I can put a battery box in there. Mm-hmm. Take the uh, air breather box out. Alrighty, Tammy, what you got? Uh, my diff covers. I'm I'm afraid to say that peer pressure is starting to take over. Um, I'm hoping I'm going to do it this weekend, and I'm not going to chicken out. Um, I know it's going to be easy, but just got to do it. And I also, I'm going to try to add those vertical adjusting screws for my headlights. Um, and I still need to cut my ruby rails. I got to get the ruby rails cut before October 22nd um, when I head to Rush Creek for a woman's wheeling, which I think Tammy, the last... Tammy, help... help. Yep. Uh, Help us out here. Uh, why are you having to cut your ruby rails, or why are you wanting to oh. cut your ruby rails? Because they, my tires are bigger, mm-hmm. and there's probably like an inch of space between the ruby rails and the rear tires. They rub during our articulation. Yeah, when I'm at maximum flex, they rub. Okay. I, I, um, I, I knew the reason. I just wanted to make sure yeah. that uh, we had that out there for everybody else, so... And a lot of people say, oh, just take them off. Well, Tony says that. That's what I um, said. Yeah. I, I don't know. I like the way they look, and they go nicely with my um, rock yeah, sliders. I, I think so. there's a lot of JK owners out there that that feel the same way, Tammy. I see them almost every day, uh, and it's like, well, why do you have rock rails and ruby rails? Well, <laughs> it's just because it, it's a look thing. So, and right. It's, it's your Jeep after all. So. I know, exactly. Um, the interesting thing about the vertical adjusting screws that I read, I don't know how true it is. Um, in the JKs, we have the horizontal adjusting screws 
But in the JKs that are made in the United States, we don't have the vertical adjusting screws. But on the JKs made overseas, they do. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that doesn't make. Well, I, I do know I do know that the UK uses a different set of guidelines. I mean, obviously, yeah. oh, you know, the the Department of Transportation in every given state has its own you know regulations. Let alone in a different country. I know that right. um, uh, for us square headlight guys, uh, that you can get um, Euro spec headlights uh, that aren't exactly DOT legal, but look really cool and they perform really good uh, and they're great off road. Um, but uh, but again, if you're if you're in a state that requires your vehicle to go through inspections regularly, probably not a good idea. So um, th- that you that European thing with the headlights, they they run things a little bit differently over there. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised that that they get a little bit more adjustments than we do. Fuzzy little foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, wish me luck that I don't chicken out on. Oh, Tammy, you got this. Don't sweat. I know. Scary. Yeah, of course it is. Oh, and what's that? I meant to ask you. What's that pump thing that Nate was talking about? What? It, oh, what I'll uh, I'll send you a link uh, after the show. Okay. Uh, give you something to to look at. Uh, if nothing else, I'll I'll have something for you tomorrow. This is a, uh, a little thing that screws into the top of the oil yeah, bottle. It, so, Tammy, have you ever have you ever like been in? You ever seen? Get it? You ever seen yeah. those big, huge shampoo bottles that have a pump on the top of them? Yeah, the hand pump. E- exact same thing. Except this has a uh, a hose usually clear so you can see the liquid coming out well, and you I stick that hose what i have that i'm putting in there yeah i know it, it ought to be gold colored as, as much as it costs but that's what yeah. i use I, I put royal purple that, in mine as well yeah i figured nobody'd be able to see it so what the hell <laughs> tisk 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 all righty well that's uh that's the fun for uh, uh the campfire side chat and that let's get over to wheeling where this is where we're going to talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. This is one that's on a lot of people's radar here recently. It's the Extreme ORV Expo. It's happening October 7th through the 9th. It's a weekend-long event. It's at the Iona Fairgrounds in Iona, Michigan. For more information, just head over to ExtremeORVExpo.com. Guys, this is all things off-road. It's three full days of participating in the off-road lifestyle and watching nine different, nine times, nine different off-road competitions, camping, live music, industry vendors, and miles of off-road trails, rocks, mud, articulation, dirt, you name it. They've got a rock garden. They've got an articulation course. They have over two and a half miles of an off-road course. They have a 20-acre play bog, bump and hustle course, dirt drags, mud pit drags, show and sign, shine, industry vendors, camping, life means guys, there is so much fun here for the whole family. You got to go check it out. ExtremeORVExpo.com, happening nine times. through the ninth. Nine times. There it is. <laughs> Hey, it, have we ever mentioned this um, all-female race, Jeep race? Um, I We may have in the past, uh, but I don't think it's been in the in recent I'll have to get some more information and we'll help. There we go. Yeah, if you guys do. have more information about an event that you know about, whether it's a national event, a race event, or something going on locally by a club in your area, by all means, drop us a line and let us know, and we will definitely get the word out. Hey, if you're watching us on YouTube, we want you to know the Jeep Talk Show is also available in audio-only format. Great to listen to while commuting 
or while working on your Jeep. Subscribe via iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, or now on iHeartRadio and never miss an episode. Speaking of subscribing, you can now subscribe with your money. Oh, joy. Yes, you can contribute directly to the show via PayPal. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the orange button that says subscribe. You can select 25 cents a week up to $1. Your account will be charged weekly, canceled at any time. Even if you don't subscribe, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to our show. Hey, and did you know it can take up to four days for your favorite episode to show up on iTunes, Apple iTunes? It's true. iTunes is a great free service, and we appreciate Apple for all their hard work. But we want our listeners to get the Jeep Talk Show as quickly as possible. That's why we are recommending that all of you iTunes users subscribe to our podcast. No multi-day delay. You'll get the newest episode much quicker. Open up iTunes, search for Jeep Talk Show, and hit the subscribe button. Never miss a great, funny, humorous podcast and don't forget guys to subscribe to our youtube channel youtube.com slash jeep talk show and be sure to spread the word and tell a friend to do the same thing hey join the jeep talk show team we're looking for volunteers to manage our vast social media empire on the web you can uh, be <laughs> you can be the jeep talk show's social media voice send email to info at jeeptalkshow.com and find out more that's it for this week, guys. Wherever you are wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly. Stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the tread lightly principles and how you can help keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use, head over to www.treadlightly.org. Hey, listen, don't forget, you can catch me also on the web at my blog at www.jeepmama.com. Follow me on my Jeep journey and check it out. You guys want to find out uh, all the funny voices and those things going on in my head, head over to thevoiceofjosh.com. You guys have a great Jeep week. We'll catch you next week. See you guys. Hashtag Blake Jeeps are sexy. Get your own tagline. As your next comment, very funny guy, please make some noise for Danny Moe. What's up, guys? Thanks for showing up. These are all my fans. Guys, what's up? Yeah, I didn't need to tell you guys my name is Danny Moe. You guys already know that. That's awesome. It's cool. Probably already know this about me. Uh, the next guy here say no homo, I'm gonna f***. <laughs> Sick of that phrase. Yeah, she knows what I'm talking about. She wish she could just do it. Just, uh, it wouldn't be gay if you did it, though. I'm super straight. Um, that's the conundrum. Yeah. I make sure it's real gay. I make sure he <laughs> I mean, I of course. You know. I'm doing this for a reason. Yeah. If you're like me, sometimes you, you know, every now and then, I'm sure y'all have gotten it. If somebody asks if you're gay, you know, are you gay? Feels like, he's like, yeah. Such a liberal audience. That's great. I feel like it should be more than like a yes or no answer to that, you know? People should be like, uh, it was an accident, or I was in college, or, uh, you know, I thought all I needed was a hug. <laughs> yeah. Or like it was, you know, we were related. <laughs> Incest or gay, you can't, not both. Like double jeopardy, you can't, you know, can't charge me for the same crime twice. 
something like that. I don't know. You guys are you guys are nice. You are special. Very sexy audience. We went over that. Yeah. Tell you a little bit about myself, I guess. Um, I have a fake eye. I have a prosthetic eye. You wouldn't know that immediately looking at me. Most of you are thinking right now, Oh wow, can you see out of it? I don't know how to not be a dick about that. Get upset. I just, I think I, the way I try to relate it, like, would you like ask a guy in a wheelchair if he could dance? <laughs> oh, can you? <laughs> um, I mean, it's not like it bothers me. I don't, I've never known it any other way. It's been this way since I was a child, so it's fine. It's like I can grab things and you know, catch shit, like, whatever. Um, I don't know what she's thinking about. Um, but, you know, there's some advantages to it, I've learned. Um, I tend to put things I want to ignore on the left side. So I just, just you know, what's ever going on here? Don't have to deal with it, you know. <laughs> Hot chick making me nervous? Put it on your left side. <laughs> Instant confidence. <laughs> Works every time. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's really weird. Um, but you notice we got, like, a homeless problem here in Houston. Serious homeless problem. And we're all trying to ignore it. <laughs> Some do a little bit better than others. You you know, like, so they always come up to you on your driver's side, right? And so we all just, you know, just keep staring forward. So. I don't see him. I don't see him. I'm the only one that actually doesn't see him. <laughs> they just stare at you. I mean, he's got the best poker face. Just, like, I'm not even here. And then, uh, you know, I thought about it a little bit more. I felt bad, and I was like, you know, that's I'm literally turning a blind eye to poverty. I think I think that's where that saying comes from. Get a little gross, get a little weird. Um, I dated this uh, chick for a while, and uh, she used to cheat on me all the time. So, whatever, I was into it. Uh, but, uh, he was talking to her. I was like, you know, why, why did you go out with me? What, like, what the you cheat on me all the time? What's, what's the deal? She's like, well, you have this fake eye. I thought that was really interesting. I thought it was really cool. Like, all right, I got the hint. So uh, one day we were, yeah, I'm not gonna pass that up. So we we're one day, and then uh, I was like, all right, baby, tell me you're gonna. She's like, all right, all right. And so uh, I popped my eye out and I let it uh, roll down her chest. Yeah. yeah. Been there. Uh, yeah. She let out like a, well, a scream. It was, uh, it was the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. And, uh, I've never kicked that hard, guys. It's uh, pretty good. All right, my name is Danny Moe. Uh,